0: Hello, this is learning tarot together i'm your host felix kingsley full-time social worker part-time tarot enthusiast and i'm here to share my journey into learning the meanings behind all 78 tarot cards with listeners and guests this week we'll be looking into the meaning behind the third card in the major arcana the empress here to help me is my friend alice hey alice
1: hi how's it going
0: oh you know it's going just andy how about you
1: doing pretty good
0: So in The Fool's Journey, which is the story of the Major Arcana, The Fool, at this point in time, has learned how to act upon the world. He's learned about his ability to think and intuit. And now he meets the Empress because he needs support to make sense of what he's learned. So he turns to the Empress, who's kind of like a mother figure. And the Empress represents nurturing energy, abundance, security, kind of the things you would think about when you imagine, like, what would a good mom be is kind of how I think about this card. Because when we think about the tarot deck, all especially in the major arcana, it's just these archetypes, you know, so it's going to be a lot of kind of stereotypes going into it. So when I think about the Empress, it's kind of this motherhood card. So when I think about the upright or reverse versions of it, it kind of has to do with this like good mother, bad mother dichotomy, which is not like the most ideal, (laughs) but is kind of the easiest way to talk about it and think about it, I think. So what is your, I realized I forgot to ask, what is your history with tarot, if any?
1: Relatively limited. I've had a few readings. I have the Tarot of the Divine deck by Yoshi Yoshitani, which is beautiful and I've for like a month or so, I would do a daily one card reading to try and learn about the cards and stuff, but then I put the box mm-hmm. somewhere that I didn't see it every morning, so I forgot to do that every day. But
0: day. <laughs> I'm looking at that deck right now. It is beautiful. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love just the box of it, honestly, which I'm sure is representing. I I would guess which card that is, but I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, it's... It's a really beautiful deck. I can see why you would be drawn to it. Yeah. Uh, So thank you for coming on to talk about the Empress. I guess the first thing we should go into is a little bit about the imagery of the card. Mm -hmm. So for people who don't have it pulled up in front of them, the Rider Waite version or the kind of most canon version of the card, it's a yellow background. It's a woman seated on like a red throne, kind of. Um, She has a shield at her feet that's shaped like a heart and has the symbol of Venus on it. She has like a field of wheat in front of her. She has trees and a waterfall behind her. She's in nature. She has a long like robes on that are covered in pomegranates and she has a crown with 12 stars and she has a scepter in her hand. And sometimes she is portrayed as pregnant. She's not in the Rider Waite version Mm -hmm. of the card so that I can tell at least But there are a lot of cards in the kind of modern decks that portray her as pregnant as well. Um, And then I think the French decks actually portray her with a crescent moon at her feet. But that is really more seen in the last card, the High Priestess in this deck. So that can be a symbol sometimes, but isn't always associated with her. But that has a lot to do with femininity as well. Hmm. When you look at this card, what are the things that stand out to you most?
1: Yeah, you did a really good job describing it. I wasn't sure that those were pomegranates on her dress. I was trying to figure out what they were.
0: Yeah. I Googled it. So <laughs> okay. I'm not, the, the internet tells me <clears throat> that it's pomegranates, but I was reading about the description given for the card initially, and it was supposed to be her represented as a fruitful mother of thousands. She's supposed to like be the garden of Eden. And this is the pomegranates like calling back to Persephone again, Mm -hmm. this kind of femininity, life and death, that kind of imagery is what it's supposed to represent from what I was reading.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. I can see, I can definitely see that connection.
0: Yeah. What stands out to me when I look at this card partially is how surrounded she is by nature especially when i look at other versions of this card Mm -hmm. because i find that yeah i find that in a lot of decks that part becomes very important which from when i was reading is actually like a newer element to the cards not new like now new but like newer with the rider weight that traditionally she was portrayed more as being like in a throne room or more separate oh interesting from people or like would have people at her feet like was more of a kind of typical ruler and then this kind of like mother nature aspect of it was like a later addition mm-hmm. to the the meaning of the card which is really interesting to me because it now it's like what I think of when I think of this card.
1: Yeah. I sent you a picture of the Empress from the Tarot the Divine deck cuz I have it. And yeah, and that one she's also surrounded by nature. She's surrounded by flowers.
0: And she looks much more like the Virgin Mary in yours. Yeah.
1: Um, so if, if people don't know, the Tarot the Divine draws inspiration from like folklore and myths from around the world for each card, and uh, the Empress is Our Lady of Guadalupe from Mexico. So it she's a Catholic saint. Yeah.
0: Okay. As far as I can tell, the Lady of Guadalupe is Mary, Mother of the Church. This is Mary, Mother of Jesus. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay just making sure so it is (laughs) she is the virgin so it is the virgin so yeah so that makes sense it's just like the yeah one kind of culture's depiction the
1: prototypical mother figure
0: yeah so again this is really a a mother heavy card like a mother nature Mm -hmm. mother of man mother of humanity or or you could think of it if we're thinking of jesus like mother of compassion Mm -hmm. maybe like mother of forgiveness in that kind of sense. I think that when you think about this card, it's impossible not to think about it in comparison with the emperor, which is the next card, because they are supposed to be looked at as a pairing, just like the magician and the high priestess are kind of a pairing. Okay. So... When you think about it, they're both rulers, mm-hmm. but they rule in, like, one rules in a very traditionally feminine way, the Empress, and then one of them rules in a very traditionally masculine way with the Emperor. And so they're both kind of, like, independent leaders. There's that aspect of the card. But how they approach that is different. And that's where you kind of get into these thinking about the idea of femininity and reflecting on the idea of femininity and what that means and then reflecting on motherhood and what that means Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with i think understanding how to interpret this card when it comes up which is really funny because what we have i don't know how you identify exactly about like trans women and a trans man (laughs) yeah here to here to talk about (laughs) motherhood which is interesting um we probably have a a unique perspective from like a cultural standpoint.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a an interesting perspective.
0: But I think that I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. I I am. Sh- I mean, I presume, but I, I don't want to presume. But I, especially being trans, really struggle with my concept of like femininity and masculinity. And defining them Mm. like uh, I have a very difficult time piecing them apart and whether or not I agree with the kind of concepts of them or not so I when I think about this card and try to think about like what is feminine energy what is feminine leadership look like I, I do struggle with it because I think there's like that inherent part of me that wants to push against that concept Yeah. And that's when I have to remind myself that these are just, like, archetypes, you know?
1: Yeah, I definitely get that. It's um, a very traditional and stereotypical definition of femininity, and presumably also masculinity for the Emperor card. Whereas in real life, they're kind of muddied and overlapping and mostly just vibes, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that when you're approaching this card... In thinking about, especially the card that you shared with me, it has a very kind of cultural, culturally responsive meaning, Mm -hmm. I would say. Like, I might read this card very differently if I am from one type of family than another. You know, like, my concept of motherhood or femininity could be very different than someone else's and that can really impact your reading of the card, I think.
1: Absolutely. Like even within the same culture, people's individual experiences with their mothers and other mother figures in their life will shape how they interpret the card.
0: So speaking of, let's delve a little bit more into the meaning of the card. I know we've been discussing it a bit, but when I think about this card, outside of just the kind of feminine or what they often refer to as the divine feminine when they refer to this card. Mm -hmm is the idea of, like, nurturing energy. And this card also has a lot to do with, like, motherhood and, like, giving birth, which I think can be taken literally, but I usually take it more as, like, um, the fruits of your labor or, like, things coming to fruition, mm-hmm. nurturing something, growing it, like, giving it the... what it needs to flourish... I I think of those kinds of things, that kind of energy when I think about this card.
1: Yeah, I definitely get that. Looking at the meetings, and it's weird because some places have the upright meetings focused very much on like fertility, but if you look at the reverse meetings, it makes it more clear that that fertility can be like in creative pursuits in like making art or other endeavors and not just in biological reproduction and tending of children.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I think it could even be like the creation of a relationship, like Mm -hmm. the birth of a new relationship or the birth of an idea, the birth of a concept, you know, like it can be, you can really extrapolate it out to be about creation as a more broad concept. And then I think also this card, again, at least in the kind of common iterations nowadays, it has a lot to do with nature and kind of being in tune with the natural world and natural universe. Mm -hmm. So I think of it in that way too, of being kind of down to earth. Like this card is represented by the suit of earth. Like, so I think of it as being kind of grounded and, That is what allows you to flourish because you have this sense of security underlying everything.
1: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I see repeated that it has the meaning of uh, abundance in nature, which uh, communicates that you're not really wanting for your basic needs. Like you have all the food and shelter you need, and that is definitely helpful for nurturing and creating new things.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that when again, if we're thinking of these as kind of the upright being like an archetype of a good mother,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the reverse is being kind of the archetype of a i hate saying bad here, <laughs> but you know what I mean yeah. like of uh, of a mother going through some challenges, you know um but when we when we think about it in that way, like what does a mother give us? A mother gives us security, a mother gives us a sense of safety of belonging of confidence hopefully
2: mm-hmm.
0: hopefully they nurture independence and strength but also compassion for your fellow person so it's this kind of loving supportive energy that comes with this card and no no and <laughs> it's it's this kind of loving yeah. supportive energy that I, that i reflect in this card when i think about it
1: yeah that definitely makes sense
0: Is there anything about the upright meaning that really stood out to you when you were looking into it?
1: Is there? I felt like there was, but now I can't remember what it is. It it has kind of like a feeling of tenderness to it throughout.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. Well, and I think that kind of goes into the idea of femininity again. Like, I, when I think of femininity, I think of it as tender. And that kind Mm -hmm. of goes into this other concept of the card that this card can have to do with sensuality.
1: Okay. Mm Mm-hmm
0: which is interesting and i kind of love that it has that like you have this whole like motherhood aspect which can be like one aspect of femininity that people sometimes think of like as the whole aspect of femininity <laughs> but then there's also this like sensuality this presence this um i feel like there's a sense of being like kind of present and in tune with the world around you
1: okay yeah i can definitely see that But i think what struck me about the the um like the tenderness approach to it, is that a lot of times when you're creating something, there's kind of an implication that you need to give it your all right from the get-go and always. But that's usually not very sustainable. And if you take a kind of gentler approach to things, you don't need to go from 0 to 100 in a single leap. You can take it step at step at a time and just... Be kind to yourself and whoever you're working with when you're creating something, and that will have longer-term, better results. It's kind of the vibe I got from it.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really beautiful interpretation of how to look at the card in that way. I think that also helps kind of differentiate it from the Emperor, which I think is kind of like a more strict, more authoritative leader who might have more of like a top-down approach rather than like I'm gonna help you get there Mm -hmm. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about the reverse of the card so when we think about the reverse of a tarot card it usually is taking the upright to either extreme so it could either be doing those things or representing those things too much or lacking them Mm -hmm. so there's usually like several different kind of meanings to the reverse card and it's kind of up to your intuition and also the the querent the querent's uh, intuition to understand which one it represents so kind of like you mentioned before i think you mentioned that when you look at the reverse version of the card you kind of see that it's not just about like literal birth but of many births because it has to mm-hmm. do with like creative blocks yeah. your energy not flowing Lack of growth, lack of progress, like things not being nurtured, Mm -hmm. things not coming easily. I think it also can have to do a lot with, you know, if the upright version has a lot to do with security, then the reverse version has a lot to do with insecurity. Yeah. So, either acting insecure or someone acting insecure towards you, but like a time where you don't feel safe, you're not feeling confident you are lacking independence you need others to care for you or maybe you're becoming really overbearing and smothering someone you know mm-hmm. you might be insecure and you're latching on there's different ways that you can kind of interpret that i think
1: yeah the guidebook i have for terror the Divine has uh feeling undesirable anxiety lack of comfort, concentration uh, selfishness it feels overall that the Reverse meanings have you pulling inward rather than looking outward.
0: I can see that. I think a lot of times it's a call that you need to look inward because Mm. something is, like, stalling out or going wrong somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. You know, like, uh, you know, like, when I think about what was one of the things you said? Oh, selfishness. Mm -hmm. I think that's another example, though, where it can kind of go both ways. Like, I think this card in reverse could be that you are being selfish, but I think it could also mean that you might be neglecting yourself, that you're so focused on caring for others that you're not caring for yourself.
1: Oh, definitely. And that you
0: need to look inwards and nurture yourself, not just other people. Yeah,
1: I guess that will depend like where it is in the reading, how you would interpret that.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also the situation Mm -hmm. and, you know, and just intuition. I mean, I think people probably have a good sense of if they are constantly taking care of other people or if they are needing to rely on other people. I mean, and sometimes it's both, you know, it, it can be both in different areas of your life. Hmm. So it kind of does take a lot of intuition and, and talking things through sometimes to figure out where these go. Um, I also think another aspect of it can be kind of like lost willpower. Like you don't have the strength to, be doing these things like you're because you are unsupported yeah i think that the feeling undesirable one is is interesting because if again if we have the sensuality in things Mm -hmm. on the upright then in the reverse you have this disconnect so if you have a disconnect with nature or a disconnect with yourself (laughs) then you're not gonna feel very desirable you know
1: absolutely yeah
0: one idea that came up and i think this is Along with selfishness is the kind of idea of negligence or focusing on the material, maybe being distracted from caring for other people in your life because you're too focused on, you know, kind of other things going on in your life and maybe aren't putting things in the right priorities. I kind of struggle with the selfish meaning of this card more so. I mean, I do think that, like, if we think about, again, a bad mother archetype, then, like, yes, you would have, like, selfishness in there. Like, someone who's not caring for others. But I think I struggle a little bit more to, like, fully understand where the selfishness meaning of this card comes from. I guess if you're not giving nurturing energy, then you could get the selfishness from there. I just didn't see that expanded on as much when I was reading. I kept seeing the word come up but no one was, like, expanding on it. So I'm just kind of trying to think it through. Like, where does that come from?
1: Looking at the reverse meanings, to me, what strikes me is that it's not just, like, hallmarks of what a quote-unquote bad mother might be, but they are also things that having a rough relationship with your parent might instill in you. Like, Mm. a lot of people talk about how their body image issues come from things that their mother said to them growing up and that connects to feeling undesirable or if you have parents who maybe dote on you too much and don't help you learn to think of others feelings you might end up being selfish
0: Mm. that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense to me and i think the true like also i mean to be fair most quote-unquote bad parents Mm -hmm. probably didn't have great examples themselves you know (laughs) yes and we replicate these things over time it
1: kind of ripples out and stuff
0: but i think that's real like if you had a lack because when we think about these cards we think about like kind of like the shadow version of the upright so like Mm -hmm. what if you were lacking the color and energy of the upright so if you're lacking nurturing energy if you're lacking these things and you might become obsessed with someone you might become really cold and uncaring towards people Mm. you know pushing people away because you felt like they never cared for you you know you might do a lot of kind of go to extremes in a lot of areas so i think that's a really good point you just made yeah um another yeah another way i kind of thought about this card when i was reading it was i think about the upright version kind of representing unconditional love and the reverse version representing conditional love Mm. i was thinking about it because like if The upright version is this, like, nurturing, compassion, like, giving energy. It's, I think of it as being very understanding, very forgiving. Like, when I think about, like, the understanding of kind of rebirth and life and death and, and the cycle of things, which I feel like the upright version of this card has, like, kind of an inherent understanding of, I think about that kind of understanding and forgiveness aspect. And then when you think about the reverse, it's kind of conditional love. Like you're either only able to give love if you're receiving, I mean, you. Sh- I shouldn't say it like that, but it, it like it's blocked. It's shut off or turned off in some way. It is like a struggle for someone to get in touch with. If that tracks, I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying about the reverse. Yeah,
1: I think if if we think about it and how we talked about uh, in the upright meaning that the Empress's abundance and connection to the earth is part of what allows her to be so caring and nurturing and have that unconditional love because she's not really wanting for things herself. And then the reverse Empress would likely have a lot of resource and security and that makes might sense. not have the... like. Mental and emotional bandwidth to have unforgiving love because she is also having to manage her own needs as well. And sometimes it's like, I would love to, you know, sit down and listen to you vent about your breakup. I'm sorry you're going through that. But also, I have a shift in five minutes, so I have to go and I'm Mm -hmm. sorry.
0: No, that's, yeah, no, that makes sense. And then, too, like you said, if we kind of think about it as the idea of them lacking these like mothering kind of attitudes or figures early in their life, then you kind of think about someone who might have kind of like insecure attachment, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and kind of you could get into really into attachment style almost with the reverse cards and think about, you know, what does an insecure attachment look like and what kind of behaviors does that cause? And I think the reverse card kind of represents a lot of that idea of you know that's why you get a lot of this inability to connect maybe with others that i think this card represents in the reverse and i think it also can account for some of the idea of lack of growth or lack of progress because it has this idea of like not knowing how to both not knowing how to like maybe nurture those things to move yourself forward Mm -hmm. and then also maybe not having the resources like you said to do so
1: yeah if you lack the resources and you lack like the experience and scaffolding for building that healthy relationship if you don't have experience seeing them in
0: your Yeah, life. and I think that the idea of lack of experience and things is a good point too, because if we're thinking about the upright being this ruler who has like a master of mm-hmm. her her domain, yeah. The reverse is someone who's kind of like lost that <laughs> lost that mastery, you know? So you get that sense as well. Yeah. So when we th- yeah, so when I think about this card, I always want to talk about how to interpret it in different readings, like different kinds of readings, different placements. So, for instance, I like to at least go through love and career and then talk a little bit about how to read it if it's kind of in its opposite placement. So, if we got this in a love reading, I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> you know, I I don't know how much I really need to go into like Hmm. what does a like nurturing energy look like in a love reading it's like well you're probably gonna have some nurturing energy come towards you or like maybe the birth of a relationship or you know and then the reverse might be lack of connection um distance between you Mm -hmm. maybe um need to focus on yourself right now in a relationship you know those types of things where there's maybe insecurity or feeling unstable in a relationship yeah
1: Especially with the smothering and the reverse keyword, it might be that you need to give your partner some more space. And it's important to not have your romantic partner being your sole social connection.
0: Yes, absolutely. And then when I think about this in a career reading, I think about it like the upright. Again, we think about this nurturing energy, this abundance, this, you know, having all the resources at hand. So I think about that as being like success, putting a lot. Into your work and getting a lot out of it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like harvesting rewards. But I do think, you know, just like in farming, like you get in, you get out of it, what do you put into it, you know? So, and I think there's that kind of sense of this car too. Like, again, when we're thinking about it, if you think about it like as how we're parented, like you get out of it, what do you put yeah. into it, yeah. some, somewhat. So, there's that kind of aspect of that in the reverse. It might be blocks in your career, perhaps like inability to move forward. It might be that you're not putting enough into the work, that you're not nurturing it enough, you're not giving it enough attention. It could be that you're over-focused on work and you're neglecting other things in your life. Mm -hmm. But I think... For me, when I think of it for career in reverse, I think of it more as, like, lack of progress and lack of putting in the the effort. But again, it can be really interpreted either way.
1: Yeah, I think reverse in career, it kind of gives like, stuck-in-a-dead-end-job feels.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So when I think about this card, too, I always want to talk about how to read it if the placement is kind of opposite. So if we got the Empress Upright, for instance in a reading that's like what's not working for you or mm-hmm. <laughs> like what do you need to change right now. And I think you almost kind of get into the reverse meaning of the card when you when that happens. You right. know, you almost have to kind of reverse your thoughts of it. But again, it's kind of this idea of taking it too far. Mm-hmm. So if I got the empress upright in a reading of what's not working for me, I would assume that I am like putting too much energy into caring for other people and that Maybe I'm not getting back the the energy that I'm giving out, or maybe it's just that I'm neglecting myself because I'm so focused on everyone else in my life and caring for them.
1: That definitely makes sense. Yeah, I think I might be tempted to look at it in a gender aspect because it is a very gendered card. So maybe it's a sign to think about your relationship with your gender It has meanings of like femininity and beauty and sensuality. So is the effort you're putting into pursuing those things paying off for you?
0: You know, I actually got this card in a gender reading once. It was really beautiful. It was someone, yeah, someone asked me kind of about their relationship with their gender. And I pulled the Empress and I was like, you know, talking about it. And they were like, yeah, I've always been really kind of ashamed of exploring my femininity. Mm. And I pulled this card that was like, no, embrace it. And it was really a beautiful moment. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, yeah, again, that kind of speaks to how these cards are a reflection of ourselves. You know, I, again, it's kind of like, I held, you hold up a mirror and you just turn the mirror to see a new perspective. And so, you know, your perspective, you're thinking about, you know, this kind of gender and those explorations. I'm thinking maybe more about like, what am I giving to others? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just depending on what is on your mind.
1: Yeah, you get what you bring to the cards you get out of him.
0: And then when I think about the reverse, I think the reverse is a little harder. When you think about the reverse and know what's working for you. Mm. What would be your initial take on that?
1: The reverse does have some meanings of, like, selfishness and depending on others. And maybe that means you're learning to not be solely dependent on yourself and let the people around you help out with things, like... Even if you feel selfish asking for help with something, you're allowed to ask for help for
0: things. Ooh, that's a really good reading. I think that's a really good interpretation of this card in that kind of placement. Let me think. I feel like it also could be kind of extrapolating on that, like, it's okay to focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it is okay to not constantly be taking care of other people. It's okay to take the time to take care of yourself when you need it. Absolutely. If you are having these blocks, if you are having these, this energy not flowing, if you're Mm -hmm. having, you know, these things, if you're not making progress, then like you need to turn in and you need to focus on yourself and you need to maybe not let caring for other people distract you from caring for your own needs. A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Because the upright has the sense of like the work you put into it, you are going to get rewards. The reverse in what's working might be you're noticing that you're not getting what you're putting into something and it's okay to let that go
0: Mm-hmm. i think letting go is a big part of reverse cards in general especially when they come up in those kinds of placements mm-hmm. it's like letting go of behaviors that aren't working for you or like beliefs that aren't working for you
1: like it's december now but if you got like a week into nanoRimo and realize that it's just a slog and really frustrating you don't have to do nanoRimo. you can just mm-hmm. put it down and walk away
0: <laughs>
1: what's the, the the share zone mean with the skeleton just walk out
0: <laughs> I love it no I think that's a good part of this this reading because I think it's just it's it's a challenge to think about it in different placements like mm-hmm. if you got this And I don't know, I'm just trying to think of like placements, like your hopes for the future or something. Like if you got reverse empress and all, like your hopes for the future, you'd be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But that's where you kind of get this sense of taking care of yourself, like being mothering yourself, you know, like nurturing your inner child. Yeah. Those kinds of ideas, like maybe taking a step back and reparenting yourself a little bit, which is hard, hard process.
1: Yeah. It's not easy.
0: Uh, Any other comments you wanted to make about the card?
1: I think it's a very cool card. Thank you for suggesting it.
0: Yeah, I thought that you might have a lot to say about it. Like, I am half pairing people and half just going in order, but I did think in particular when I realized that card was coming up that I wanted to get you in for it.
1: One thing that in particular that struck me by is the thing about them is that they're archetypical, so you can perceive... A lot of things through many different cards but the empress struck me as a very uh sailor moon card
0: ah, that's i love that because i've been watching sailor moon for the first time as an adult recently oh cool
1: yeah so, as in
0: like right now i am actively watching it
1: yeah so especially in the beginning of the show you can see a lot of the reverse empress in sailor moon she's uh insecure and selfish and has anxiety and doesn't know what she's doing but she is also uh magical uh, hi my twitter handle is at magical girl kira you might be aware that magical girls are something that's very important to me as a person and <laughs> the, one of the things i love most about magical girls is that they uh, traditionally find strength through th- things that are viewed as traditionally f- traditionally feminine and often devalued because of that. So things like fashion and cooking and having crushes on people and all those things that get, you know, kind of looked down upon in the patriarchal society that we live in. So Sailor Moon's, since I was very young, was kind of an image of things that I like about femininity and find strength in. Mm -hmm. So
0: I love that. I love that. So I know you already said it, but where can people find you on the internet? And is there anything that you want to plug?
1: Sure. Uh, You can find me, assuming Twitter's still around, uh, at Magical Girl Kira. If Twitter's not around, uh, find whatever site is more popular and look for Magical Girl Kira and I'll probably be there. I've got that brand on lock.
0: And Kira is with a Y. Yes,
1: K-Y-R-A. And then other projects. I'm currently in the process of GMing a run on Infinity City, which is a Masks actual play podcast. I'm not sure when that will be released because we're still producing it. I'm also recently started a Star Wars EU exploration project uh, called eulogy where my friend spencer is guiding me through the myriad novels and other works of the expanded universe of star wars you know all this stuff that disney said isn't canon anymore
0: oh my gosh that's amazing yeah i love that oh my gosh well thank you so much for coming on and thank you everyone for listening and join me next week when i talk about the emperor
1: yeah thank you for having me